I'm Jerry McGreer. I'm Chris Mosier. And this is Non-Human Biologics, the creepy but necessary podcast who builds a whole bunker underneath their compound just to keep themselves alive. Just with, to keep their bugs. With the power of mud. White <laughs> mud. How you doing, Chris Mosier? Dude, nothing like a sloppy dose of white mud. You know what I'm saying? I love to get sloppy in some white. You know what I'm, you know what I'm talking yeah. about? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm... It, it, I... This episode is a lot. Uh, I don't think it's very good. No, I think it's. I think it has its moments, but it's. Um, I guess we should actually before we should just finish our intro and say that. Yeah, thank let's you, do that. Thank you to all the patrons over Patreon.com/slash Monster of the Week who donate every month to get episodes of this podcast early, unless it's this week, which we're running late. Sorry about that. Um, they also get access to our Discord community server where lots of things are happening. Somebody just posted an incredible model of the castle from. Uh, merlin which is just beautiful it makes me want to buy castle. one love, love castle models never knew i th- thought about that uh, yeah. i had, had castle grayskull as a kid but just never transitioned into my teenage years until never be- yeah i never got into adult castles yeah got, never got it'll into happen adult it'll castles. sneak up on you <laughs> all of a sudden i'm an old man who likes castles <laughs> uh thank you for all of those people leaving reviews downloading the episodes telling your friends we appreciate all of you chris what has been happening on the x-files uh well last time on the x-files when scully's father died suddenly i forgot that happened dana finds herself confronting spirits and what lies beyond death when they're called in to work a case with luther lee boggs a convict who claims to communicate with spirits scully finds herself drawn into his web desperate for answers but when it's all said and done scully decides she doesn't need affirmations from the afterlife to understand that her father loved her and she will miss him i guess i decided that i didn't need to make any mention of like the kidnapping or the case that they saw it wasn't about that it was about scully i'm sorry it was about dana it's about dana uh this week we were talking about x-files season one episode 14 gender bender uh, a series of sexually oriented murders that are identical, except that the killer appears to be both male and female, draws Scully and Mulder to an Amish-style community of people who may be alien in origin. This aired on January 21st, 1994, directed by Robin Bowman, and was written by Larry M. Barber and Paul Barber. Uh, I want to say, first off, I saw this episode name on my TV and was like, oh no. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> this is going to be... I just couldn't imagine them handling any kind of gender stuff with any sort yeah, of... There was one um, There's one conversation towards the end of this that I was like... Eh. Eh. Yeah. But otherwise, it just seems like they didn't go to, in that direction, so it was it was okay. It, 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 it wasn't bad because it was super offensive. It's just bad because it's kind of not that good. <laughs> um, the most offensive thing is the promo poster, I feel like. Um, and I'm going to email that... I'm going to text that I think that you t- showed this to me. I think, I'm going to text or- it to you right now because i hadn't seen it until yeah. ju- just a few minutes ago um because the promo poster whoa yeah uh it's got it's got what looks like an alien tackling a dude um which i don't think is a screen from the show like first of all it's horny it's very Listener, horny. if yeah. you ain't seen this thing let me tell you it's horny they are bathed in a beam of light um and let me just tell you its weapon is sex its desire is is deadly yeah and they used tonight the ultimate sex killer stalks an fbi agent okay what's this dude's name patrick something like that this dude is not the ultimate sex killer brother right? brother andrew is the brother is andrew the, is yeah the, dude. the guy that um yeah i um there's obviously some problematic stuff in this episode uh, even if you ignore the, the the fact that this person is turning into a man or a woman but seemingly on command with no just just it just happens i guess i don't know and they don't they don't really get into a lot of that conversation um which is fortunate i think for everybody because i don't think 30 years ago they would have had the language to like really maneuver this around um but the fact that you've got like people who are secreting human pheromones 
uh that and then causing people to like have sex with them is is just a little creepy and, and horrifying just in general yeah. i think um yeah. and, thankfully and, uh it's portrayed as creepy and horrifying and they're not like wouldn't yes. this be cool they're like yeah. no this is very bad <laughs> although i will say like the trappings that they do this in like it's a rave like we start out this episode yeah. in a fucking rave um yeah. and this and this dude is having a good time um I guess we could just get into it right there. We're just Dude, the most fucked up part of this episode is how they like repeatedly call this woman ugly. I'm like, that's so, so mean. mean. It's so so mean. <laughs> um, it's yeah. We start out in rave. We're getting lots of like cut ins to just p- pictures of an eye, which is kind of yeah. weird. Doesn't have um, anything to do with anything. We scroll up to the <laughs> VIP. It's not going well for this dude. He's trying to hit on some women. It's not working. Um, and then like we go to a guy who is calling in to get his horoscope on the via an ATM. Yeah. Did have you, you see never this? been to a rave, Jeremy? I guess. I mean, yes, I have. I've worked you. Never been to a rave ATM? Never been to a rave ATM. I guess, look, my raving was in like 98 or 99. So, like, what can I. I don't know yeah. that. I, I mean, we had ATMs, but I don't think we had right. like. They had separate horoscope machines. We, we didn't have different horoscope machines. They just had this fortune was... tellers in every, in every rave. Yeah, yeah. They were, call, they were called ecstasy dealers, is what we called yeah, them back that's then. Right. That's right. Um, this, this horoscope fiend is approached by a young woman who grabs his hands, hold it to her face. Um, he seems to be almost immediately enraptured by this woman. Uh, and as she whispers something to him, leads him to home where they have super good sex and he's super impressed. She seems pretty blase about it. Uh, she's kind of standing artfully in this like bathroom lighting, which looks pretty good. Uh, but unfortunately our, our, our male here starts having some problems. His heart seems to be giving out or maybe he's choking. Um, either way, like blood and foam begin to spew from his face as, as this chick watches. And then she takes down her dress as the camera like zooms into her feet. And then we kind of realize like, well, this is these these feet look a little bit more masculine presenting. Those are, those are huge feet. Those are some those are some clonkers, and then there's there's all of a sudden a guy there picking up some clothes and walking out. Um, mm-hmm. And this is where we get our intro. So, so we know- I thought it was it was um, the shape of the guy he just killed, but I don't think that is correct. No. I think I initially thought that this was just a full on shapeshifter, but no, it's just a person who can just change genders. Yes. Uh, okay. Mulder and Scully show up on the crime scene um, and the local cop tells them basically the premise of this is like we saw a woman enter via the security monitor and then we saw a man leaving um, but obviously this dude is dead and that man didn't we didn't see the man come in so we don't know what is happening uh, Mulder's taking samples of the blood foam I don't I, I wrote down it's been a little while since I watched this the episode. white mud I wrote down that the local cop is very funny and <laughs> I, I don't think he was I <laughs> yes think he's, he's, he does kind of have like an attitude about all this yeah you know? <laughs> he seems like he has like a weird like issue with like telling anybody yeah. anything or something right yeah, yeah. Um, but funny cop aside we get we chest this victim and they're like okay well murder you know just a regular murder but no 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 no. Mulder explains in a little while that this is part of um of, of a broader series of cases there's five other recent cases where this exact type of thing happened um and all the victims had an increased dose of pheromones in them um enough i guess to to cause a heart attack didn't know that was a thing you ever get so horny that your heart stops like that's you, you know talk about being locked in that's too much only dude. only once 
<laughs> I only had yeah. to, le- I only had to yeah. learn that lesson Well, once. usually only happens to you once. <laughs> yeah, and then I stopped watching that Aragorn scene from Lord of the Rings where he opens the doors. He pushes so the just, two door open. <laughs> yeah, 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 just yeah, kind of yeah, fast yeah. forward through yeah, that yeah. now so my heart doesn't uh-huh. stop. Uh, mm-hmm. They're obviously, and it's so horny that uh, Mulder has to reference Radar Love in this, which yeah. I find very fascinating. Mulder's it's so horny. It's so horny that Mulder's like even getting like a little bit like secondhand pheromones. He's getting he's getting a little excited. Um, he says the pheromones contain human DNA, which is super weird because they don't actually know that that exists. Um, yeah. And says I'll be frank with you. I don't either. Yeah, I don't. I don't, I don't have no no clue. I don't. It's know, not my. It's not my my field of expertise. No, no, no. I'm not. I'm not a, I'm not a redditor. I don't know no. anything about pheromones. <laughs> <laughs> what, I, what do I need to know about right. pheromones, Chris? Right. What I need, yeah, dude, you're married. You've been married uh, for twenty years. Yeah, you don't yeah. need to worry about shit. I don't need to worry about any of that stuff anymore. <laughs> I'm done. Yeah, you're locked in. I gotta stop using the phrase "locked in." That's enough, Chris. Okay, That's, keep it um, moving. Scully can't really put together a profile on this because obviously of the of the gender differentiation that they see, but also like there's some doesn't seem to be a motive for, for anything, so mm. she can't. She has really nothing to work with. Um, meanwhile, Mulder has a similar case uh, from a year ago, but this time it took place in an Amish-like community called the Kindred. They're yeah. known for their white clay in their hills that they make ceramics with, which is what, of course, Mulder found on this body. So it's time to go up north to Stevenson. I carry white clay. Maine. Yep, Steven- Stevenson, Massachusetts. Stevenson, uh, Massachusetts. Don't know if that's a real place, but I anything that says, mentions Boston or Massachusetts, you know I'm locked You're in. You're locked in. Um, yes, I'm, I knew that. Damn, I just said I was not going to use you, that phrase anymore. Okay. I I knew it was anyway, coming. I knew it was coming. I, knew, as as I like that the this religious group is called Kindred. I think that that's, that's vague and mildly love spooky. Yeah, love it. Um, they are, for lack of a better term, kind of like almost like you're Amish, mm-hmm. um, but they live out in a in a forest. Well, in in a clearing in a, in, in a forest. That's not important. I don't know why I had to specify that. Um, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> uh, they, okay. So Mulder and Scully they show up in this town. Mm-hmm. They start asking the locals. They go into a shop and and they see some old photos hanging on the wall. Um, and the shopkeeper tells him like, oh, you know, we don't, they come around into town every once in a while. You'll see them, but, um, they don't, we don't have a lot of photos. All of these are from like the 1930s. These are, these are old photos. Yes. And, and Mulder um, wants to see those too. So he can kind of get an idea of what this, what this yeah. kindred peoples are like. Uh, and we're told that like, you know, there's rumors about strange rituals and stuff, but this guy in particular, he's like, oh, I don't have any issue yeah, with he's them. Totally cool. Yeah. They come in, they buy stuff, they leave. I'm, I'm happy yeah. with this business. Um, meanwhile, outside, we see a horse and buggy go across, which, of course, are the kindred. So they, they kind of rush outside to try to talk to them. Um, the kindred pull up at a feed store. So Mulder goes inside, follows some of them inside to you know to attempt to have a conversation. But Scully stands outside, ends up chatting with what we'll find out is Brother Andrew. Um, and at first, he's not very chatty. So Scully kind of warms him up by talking about the horse uh, he introduces herself and he grudgingly shakes her hand. And when he rubs it with her thumb, like you can tell Scully starts to feel a little something. Um, and then uh, during this kind of exchange, brother Andrew gets called away by the people running away from whatever Mulder is telling them, which is probably like, Hey, are you guys pyrokinetics? That yeah. there's been no fires, but I'm just guessing you guys like fire. I'm just guessing, <laughs> just, you know, just a thought. Uh, Aliens? You guys ever heard of this? Aliens? Yeah, UFOs? Yeah. You know what those are? It says yeah. screams he just Mulder from the inside. Out so much. Yeah. yeah, where's where's the Ruth Chris? He yells as they yeah. get into their horse and buggy. We need yeah. the Ruth Chris immediately. <laughs> There's no Ruth Chris here. Uh, but yeah, so it's very it's very strange um, because she's clearly I used the word like enamored with him, yes. but I think as the audience, obviously, we immediately know, uh oh, something's not right here. Even though he doesn't seem sinister, he seems like sort of a, an unwitting part of all this, but. I don't really know if that is 
true. I think we know pretty um, definitively that that's not true. Um, yeah. I feel like the the actions that he takes later in the episode kind of show that oh, he, yeah. Is, yeah, yeah, he yeah. is he is if, if I mean he's maybe not as bad as the 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 kindred that is killing people right mm-hmm. uh but mm-hmm. just, just 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 as bad pretty bad it's pretty bad pretty bad um uh, got a map from the local dude i love store. i love this joke here because scully after that like scully still has enough sense to know that that wasn't normal whatever just happened to her um and she says, there's something up there, Mulder. And I love that he just goes, oh, I've been saying that for years. Just That's such an iconic <laughs> Mulder thing to say. Oh, there's something up there in the sky. But, oh, I've been saying uh, that for years. Um, they're going to have to go visit the Kindred. Um, they're going to follow their map. They can't drive up there. Although, in, later in the episode, we get like four vehicles that drive I up to this so place. I got so when they did that. <laughs> I, I was so like, mad. what is the point? Yeah. Um, it just means that this this the hardware store guy was like really fucking with Mulder and just sending mm-hmm. him on a bad mm-hmm. map, right? Like, that's exactly yep. what happened. He just gave him bad directions. Um, I think Mulder even like kicks it away so that Scully has to catch it. Like, he balls it up and throws it away. The map is so bad. Uh, and eventually, as they're walking through the woods, the kindred surround them. And there's like this tense moment uh, where they're kind of like, hey, we'll let you come in, but your guns are not allowed. You have to give up your guns. Um, and I wrote down that the two were introduced as Annie and Oakley, which now that I'm reading that together. Annie Oakley. Yeah, but that can't, that can't be right, right? <laughs> I actually didn't write down their names, so your word is as good as mine, you know? Let's see who we got. I've right. got I got Brother Oakley, uh, but I don't have an Annie in here anywhere in the... So they just, they, from what I understand, from what I believe I, I, I viewed... They just handed over their ammunition, right? Yes. Yeah. Like the clips. Because I was going to say, I just feel like you can't be given like government firearms to no. some random D- people not, in the woods. Absolutely not. No matter how but many. I feel no like matter... That was that was a safe enough compromise. <laughs> um, but it is a tense moment because obviously, like they're surrounding FBI agents. The FBI agents are like, "Hey, we're just here to talk, but like we'd have no problem executing American citizens on their on American soil because that's yeah, what we do." Yeah, that's sort of like our, our bag. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but eventually, they give up the guns, and it's time to go into the compound, which is uh, very simple Amish like, at least like what you see via TV Amish, right? Like I think mm-hmm. that's it's. Mm-hmm. It's TV Amish accurate, I guess I will say. Right. Um, they are led to a house and they enter. Scully notices that Andrew is there. They're invited to sit down at this table. It's time to eat. Uh, where they notice that one dude at the table has like a pretty bad cough happening. Sounds like COVID, but n- nobody's admitted it because mm-hmm. COVID's over with mm-hmm. nowadays, right? No more COVID. Yeah, no, it's done. Faxed? Um, we, do, we do a prayer. Uh, poor dude's yeah. still coughing up a lung. I like um, how creepy some of this stuff is, even though a lot of it doesn't really like pay out to anything um and i think that's maybe what my issue is here like all the stuff that i liked about this episode is actually sort of like in, in on the back burner <laughs> yeah it's 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 kind of disappointing because i like the kindred culty stuff uh but yeah. then it just kind of goes into its own other every place. time we cut to a to a nightclub i'm like this is uh, too much man boring um as they start serving up food, Mulder, of course, wants to ask questions. They want to share the pictures that they saw on the security cameras of the both the woman and the man. Um, and then, like, this whole thing gets interrupted when one dude is, like, smashes his hand on the table and, like, demands them to leave or whatever. And I think this guy's name is Wilton. And then Annie gives a speech about being ashamed of her face and, like, demands that Wilton takes atonement and says that anger is the equivalent of, of equivalent of violence in this community. And then the and then the coughing dude just dies <laughs> like, yeah. at the table. It's a very yeah. confusing scene. It's really hard to... Yeah. I think you... Like, you... I don't, I'm not saying you have to watch it or anything, but, like, I don't think it's, like must-see TV or anything it's like a that. Lot. It's, it's just it's, hard I, to explain everything that is happening yeah. at this table. And one of them calls it out after Mulder or Scully was like, well, that was very performative. 
Yes. And I think not in those words, but I think m- they they sort of are like that was all right on cue because they brought us in and they were ready to get us out of there. Exactly. Yeah. But um, we're not quite there yet. Um, cause Scully does try to help this guy out after he, you know, dies at the dinner table, but they are like, no, we, we take care of our own. You're not part of this. Exactly. And, um, from here we go to more raves where we see our dude on the hunt and he's using his special hand power to get a girl to dance with him. And then we go back to the kindred where they're leading Mulder and Scully back to the path of their car in the dark and then give them like a couple of lanterns. Just like, here's some, here's some of our lanterns for you. Uh, Mulder describes them as the Adams family finding religion, <laughs> which is, I think, an insult to the Adams family, to be honest with you, because the Adams yeah. family are much cooler than this. Uh, much cooler. And this is where he's he, always got a, a zinger. He, he always does. This is where he talks about like how the whole thing was a big act. Like they, they managed to answer no questions that, that Scully mm-hmm. and Mulder asked and it, like got information from them. Also, it's kind of weird that there's no kids around and that some of the people that he saw in the pictures from the 30s were some of the same people he saw today. Another thing that doesn't really make any sense or pay out at all. Right. Um, I guess my, my theory is that they put them in that big sticky white mud. And then they just regenerate and come back. Yeah, I don't know. Chris's cannon um, is what we call this section. <laughs> Chris's cannon. We get we, we get a we get a crop circle at the end. So I guess they're maybe they're aliens. <laughs> yeah, I, I I was gonna wait to talk about that because it just irritates the shit out of me. To be honest with you, like I just and don't... we got bug tunnels. So I thought they were bugs. Are was, they bugs I was or are they, aliens? they were bugs? I was hoping they were bugs, but now they're they bug aliens, and that's somehow worse. Have you ever seen a bug alien that you liked? No, dude. No, come on. No Xenomorphs, way, What's bad. His name? Predators, Greedo, bad. or whatever. Greedo, bad. <laughs> yeah, the bugs yeah. from the X Men, the Brood, bad. Like, no, mm-hmm. no, there's no good alien bugs out there. And I'm sorry if you're an alien bug listening to this. I'm really sorry. Apologies if you're catching this light years in the future. My bad, y'all. <laughs> we don't mean you. Yeah, don't you know mean you. I mean? Sp- don't take it personal, okay? You if you're f- listening to a podcast, you're probably all right. Although you're probably enough of an idiot bug to take it personally, you fucking idiot yeah, bug. Fuck C- idiot come wipe bug. out the planet. We deserve it, you idiot we bug. Deserve it, idiot bug. Why don't you go keep bees, you idiot? <laughs> Why don't you go raise bees and eat them, you idiot bug? What's wrong with Dumbass you? Dumbass bug. <laughs> Stupid little idiot bug. <laughs> Uh, and so this is this is all Mulder is saying all of this. Yeah, this is weird. Saying, yeah, this is just Mulder's What's going routine. on? Yeah, yeah. This <laughs> <Mulder>. is <laughs> he's working through something. Uh, at the end of his idiot bug routine, he decides he's going to sneak back to the house, and of course, Scully's going to follow along with him. Um, they kill the lanterns, which is funny because they'll like have the lanterns later. I don't know why I'm obsessed with the lanterns in this episode. They come up a lot. Um, they follow these people they they get there to the sound of voices and there's this group of people and they go into the barns they sneak closer to watch and it's all very cult-like people are moaning standing up being weird they see this dead guy being carried in um but like there's a horse kind of in the way of the their of scully and Mulder's sight line and everyone kind of notices that the horse is being weird which i thought was going to be like a, a thing that they would get caught or something which kind of happens with brother andrew in a little bit but Mulder mm-hmm. gets, in, ends up being stealthy throughout this entire thing so i i liked how tense this scenario was this is probably my favorite section of the episode yeah because the entire time i kept thinking for some reason, I you know, oh shit, is Mulder going to get caught? Like, I know he'll be fine, but for whatever reason, I was still worried about them. Like, I wanted them to be able to sneak in and out without getting caught, even though, again, at the end of the episode, I know they'll be okay. Yeah, I mean, obviously, they're going to be cool, but at the same time, like, you're worried about, like, what's going to happen to me. Is he going to get all that white junk on him? You don't know. No, no telling what's going to happen. Is he going to co- come back covered in white mud? Who knows? Uh, 
so Mulder goes inside for a closer look. Scully waits outside. And as uh, Mulder is going into these tunnels, following these people that took this dead body in there, Andrew confronts Scully. Um, and she finds her, promises her to give her information if she just comes along with him. And, of course, Scully does. Meanwhile, Mulder is... I feel like this is a bad move by Scully, by the way. Like, you can give me the information right here. (laughs) I feel like this dude's actually creepier because he's not just using, like, uh, pheromone superpowers. He's just, like, being being a liar yeah also (laughs) that he's he's being a creep outside of his magical you know especially when the information that he wants to show her is like porn that he found in the woods with his cousin yeah 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 yeah. bro don't you don't show that that to girls man what are you doing don't show that to anybody what are you doing uh Mulder explores his way through andrew leads scully to his bedroom uh tells her about the murderer is his best friend slash cousin uh, this is Brother Martin, a.k.a. Marty, is what we're going to call the killer for the rest of the episode. Um, we go back to Mulder, who's getting closer to the, what looks like a funeral rite. We see Brother Aaron uh, being doused with this white clay. Andrew, meanwhile, is telling uh, Scully that Marty was different um, and that he uh, wonders if he's poisoning the victims. And he he blocks the door, puts a chair, under, or chair underneath the handle and says he's going to show her something which is very yeah. very creepy yeah now now it's like okay was this all part of your fucking plan dude what's your problem um with Mulder down there he's sneaking closer to the action so we get this weird almost fountain like thing i don't quite know how to describe what this is but it, there's a, a goop it's, it's coming out of it altar that has like it's white altar. goop coming out of it and it rules i love this so yeah. much and i wish this it was whole, more this, focused on this stuff is it some ancient thing from within the earth is it alien in nature there are these strange little divots in the walls where we find out they, they put bodies later on to like regenerate but it looks like some sort of hive right look that's yeah. why we keep saying like a bug man or whatever um because it's just gives us like something is tunneling around down here or or what it's it raises so many fun questions but in some ways it, it still just isn't really the focus of what we're doing even though i really think this is all very interesting so i know i know you've got your head canon and and in a section i would like to call chris's canon from now on yeah, um, yeah that's fine for me, yeah. i feel like my theory on this is that they're alien bugs yeah crash landed into stevenstown massachusetts uh, went underground, found the white clay over millions of years, turned themselves into humans that like to have sex. So then they yeah. decided we're having too much sex. We have to pull this back and be an Amish type community because they had seen a bunch of Amish stuff on TV. So they were like, we got to we got to just be like this. These guys. Yeah. We got, yeah. yeah. Um, and then one escaped because he was too horny. And he got so horned up, started killing everybody that all of the alien bugs then had to go back to space. And that was that's yeah. that's the story of the kindred, right? That's what yeah. we're doing. I think okay. yes, yeah, yeah. Excellent. I agree. Good. I okay. agree. Good. Okay. So two. Perfect. So horny, a- horny bug aliens. Exactly. Okay. Um, cool. Okay. Just making sure we're on the same page. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. Where are we at? We. Um, Where Andrew now shows Scully the porn that he found in the woods with Marty. Um, and it's not. And it's not all porn. It's um, maybe there's no porn in it. I don't. I really it's don't like know. magazines. It's just stuff from the outside world that like seduced uh, Marty and and wanted made him want to like made him too horny. Made him too horny. Yeah. Um, Marty was obsessed with this stuff. Meanwhile, Mulder, having not learned his lesson from uh, an earlier episode, sniffs this white clay. 
uh, realizes there's these membranes throughout all of this 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 altar and he, with this weird light coming through. But then he's interrupted because the kindred are coming back, so he has to to hide. Um, and he runs away to the exit, but notices that people are coming down, so he shoots himself into a hole, which of course uh, is when we're going to see that he is in there with the dead body of Brother Aaron, um, who yeah. then very spookily opens his eyes, freaking Mulder out. Yeah. Um, and he looks a little bit different. I think he mentions he's got like really long hair or something now. Um, so Scully, meanwhile, is trying to get more information about what uh, Marty is doing. In my notes here, I wrote lower voice Scully. Uh, I, it's like, I don't think Andrew said that. I think I said that. Uh, I think she was just talking very loud. And I still thought that, you know, maybe Andrew was on the up and up here. Um, but then he starts rubbing her hand. And I don't like that. I don't like that one bit. Nope. Um don't like that at and all. Uh, Mulder's Mul- running around. He's escaped the tunnels. He's going back towards the house. But uh, at this point, Scully has now basically been put under um, uh, Andrew's spell. Yeah. And he's and Andrew was saying some weird stuff like Marty is different. We are all different. Uh, he begins to kiss her. And she's obviously like extremely uncomfortable as he like lays her on the bed. But she's kind of she's not going along with this. She's just like kind of being coerced into this. Um and sort of frozen against her will. Uh, luckily, Mulder bursts into this and just demands that he gets right gets out of there. Gets her, excuse me, demands that he get off of her and then de- and gets Scully out of there immediately. Um, and as they leave, there's this weird moment where they leave the house and they're surrounded by the kindred and they like you don't know what's going to happen, but then they just open a path and let them leave. Um, which again, they're alien bug. They're two horny alien bug people and they can't have these sexy ass FBI agents just running around here. Everybody wants a piece of every FBI agent on the premises. I can tell you that right now. And this section is probably the scariest, right? Um, everything that's happening to Scully, her, her, her free will has been taken from her. It's, it's very scary. Um, and it's, it's, you, and then as soon as they get out, you think that it's going to get even worse. Like everybody's going to send them back inside or something, but to our surprise, they just want them gone. Scully is so grossed out by this that she literally throws up. Um, yeah, and she's. And we the see puking seems to like bring her back to her her senses. Yeah, and we see. Uh, well, we we take a brief break to go to a rave where Marty, in the feminine form, um, is using her powers to seduce a dude talking on the phone, and then we go back to Mulder and Scully to seduce Alex Krychek, who is a major character on the X Files. Do um, what this this actor. Uh-huh. Who plays the the male victim here? Is uh, he's going to be a main character on this show later? Oh, really? D- different character, but same actor. It's oh, that's just one of those so things. funny. That's that's that's. And I saw him. I was like, wait a second, is that fucking Crycheck? What is he doing here? So we'll see him again. That's very funny. Uh, I didn't even yeah. I didn't even note anything about this dude at all. So, um, I mean, why would you? He's just a random dude. <laughs> uh, Mulder brings Scully some coffee. coffee. She's pretty embarrassed uh, that she believed Andrew at all, and Mulder says, you know, um he thinks that this is when he thinks tells her that he thought that brother Aaron, the dead body was actually changing his appearance and going through some sort of transformation. Um, mm. And it's, and then some, one of them says like, maybe it's the sex that kills or something, which is okay. Well, sure. Um, sure. But, um, so, but yeah, that makes sense because we cut back over to cry check getting kissed on by, by the shapeshifter mm-hmm. and by Marty when they get busted by the police. Um, and, so they're they're interrupted halfway through, and the police officer ends up getting attacked by uh, by Marty, and Marty runs off, and then Krychek is just left there, like foaming at the mouth. We think this dude's gonna die again, but because he only got to second base, he's still alive. And that's how he gets on to be a different character in this in this show. That's right. Okay. That's perfect. right. Um, yeah, Mulder and Scully. Yeah, when Mulder to- meets him later, he's like, "Hey, aren't you dude, that dude who got to 
Second with the bug alien. <laughs> um, Mulder and Scully get to interview this dude, um, and he is kind of embarrassed to tell her about tell them about the sex change thing. Um, being, you know, he says something like the club scene used to be so simple. Like it's it's very much one of those like, uh, oh, a man got tricked kind of stereotypes, which is probably as close as they get to. Um, any kind of weird tropes or any kind of weird stereotypes with trans people. Like they don't even get into this as a, as a trans issue at all. And I don't think several people in the discord even said like, they didn't even have the language to be bad at this. And I think that that's the truth. I think, I think the writers were so stupid that they just avoided all of the pitfalls and talking about these issues. Uh, mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. I, yeah, I just like they, again, like they could, it could have been so much worse. I saw, yeah. I literally saw the title of this episode and was like, I was expecting so much worse than when we got here. I was like, oh boy. Um, I know they, they use like an outdated term. I was looking it up. I was like, is this a slur? And it kind of actually just depends on who you ask. Um, yeah. And, and it's, it seems like a generational thing. So I think, I don't not to just like pat the show on the back, but we just, when you expect so much worse and then it's just like, oh, well, whatever. Okay, yeah. It's fine. Yeah. Um, they get a lead on Marty via credit card. Uh, Marty is in his room thinking about how powerful it is to touch a human. Um, there's another body in there with her. Uh, she says the others will punish her, but they quote, won't leave without her. Uh, and this is when Mulder and Scully burst in, uh, Mary, excuse me, Marty gets the drop on Scully. Mulder chases her down. It's just a big chase scene. Um, big chase scene. Big uh, underwear chase scene. Yeah, the big saggy underwear white drawers is not a good look on anybody. I wish I'd never had to see this again. After watching too much Breaking Bad, I just never want to see anybody in, in <laughs> whitey tighties ever like, again. Mulder gets taken down hard, so it ends up just being Scully who chases Marty outside. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I just wanted to say, there's some great like smoky alleyway shots here where you get oh, Scully yeah, yeah. silhouetted in the light. It's so it's actually really, really good for two seconds. I love a lot of this. Where she finally yeah. catches up to him. Um but then suddenly the kindred show up and they apprehend Marty before Scully can can do anything. Um, and I don't know if like she, she slowly approaches them and then she lowers her gun. So I don't know if she was still sort so, of like so it's this so spell. They take the the kindred take uh, Marty away, but Andrew was there. And she demands that they, like, get away, but he just, like, walks towards her all creepy. And I don't know if it's, like, the lingering effect of the pheromones that he used, but that's when she, like, mm-hmm. kind of just lowers her gun. And luckily, this is when Mulder bursts out and distracts her and looks like all of the kindred just teleport away somehow. Like, that doesn't... Sure, they okay. They somehow escape. I yeah, yeah, they know. somehow... Yeah, earlier... They had they had their horse and buggy hooked up at the end of the alleyway. They were ready to go. Yeah, a few weeks ago, Palpatine returned. <laughs> yeah, yes. So, somehow, Palpatine's returned. That's, that's what's happening here. Um, they decide to raid the compound, which now, of course, has roads leading that are easily accessible. Uh, yeah. Mulder goes straight to the barn. Scully heads to the house. Everybody is gone. The tunnels are full of white clay. He can't even get in. Like It's, it's just an impassable door of white clay. Um they find something in the in the in the in the hayfield though in the corn with these weird crop circles, and then it just fades to black with this like crane shot of Mulder just wandering around in these crop circles. And yeah, horny alien bugs, everybody. That's what this episode yeah, horny is. Horny alien bugs. It feels like filled this with, is filled with white mud. Feels like this is two or three episodes crammed together. Yeah, um, this is a this is a weird one. This is a weird one. The, um, the white mud cult stuff i think is really good and creepy and great the 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 sex the sex stuff i think is just fine like in terms of like horror like being being sexually abused in this kind of manner i think is is a pretty large horror trope right like getting absolutely and it's 
it, and it's dealt with in a in a in an okay manner. I just none of these epi- none of these like bits and pieces really fit together for me very much no. at all, uh, and it just ends up being kind of a meh episode. Yeah, I, it's not like a a skip or anything like that. It's just probably my least favorite, maybe. So of the ones we've covered so far, I think definitely this is my least favorite. Um, Um, And it's just, it's a shame because like you said, it does have a lot of cool ideas. Bug aliens living in tunnels and white mud. Like I want to know what's going on. And I know that half the fun of the X-Files is that you'd never really get to know what's going on. But I think if we focused more on that side of it, it would have been more interesting where... I don't. I just don't know. I don't know how else you do it. But but Mulder and Scully end up in this town, and they're they're trying to deal with this while not getting caught. And you know, I don't know, just something like that, rather than kind of meandering off into all the sex stuff and and the nightclubs. And it's just that seems like it just strayed from what was really interesting about this. Horny bug idiots that figured out they were too horny and and tried to repress themselves is a very funny yeah. like thing for yeah. aliens to do. And I wish we could have delved into that more as opposed to absolutely the, the, the rave scene and someone getting a horoscope from an ATM, which I still don't understand yeah. how that's possible, but whatever. Yeah. Um, ATM horoscopes definitely our band name. <laughs> Any last thoughts on this episode? That's it. That's all I got. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Thank you to the people leaving reviews and ratings and telling your friends. Thank you to the people over at patreon.com slash monster of the week for continuing to donate to us. We so much appreciate it. We love you. Uh, We'll be back next week with more X-Files. And remember, until then, please stay spooky. They're going to tell them to stay sexy. That's really not our place to say all of our listeners are sexy. using the wrong mic i was that was just off into space man i wasn't even i don't even know i didn't even have my mic set up i was just i was just here because my internet isn't um fully jazzed up yet gotta jazz that internet up i had discord open in advance so but also let me test 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 test, make sure i have the right mic plugged in you sound good okay you sound you sound quality we locked in baby how you doing chris mosher Oh no, Chris Mosier left. He's no longer there. He did something and now I can't hear him. He's he's off the wagon and on the town. Just like that classic rock and roll song. Whose name I don't remember. Probably it's called Off the Wagon though, right? I'm off the wagon. Wait, is that the flagpole song? Or is that a different song? Let's not run it up the flagpole and see you, right? No, that's two different songs. It's got to be two different songs. What is the Off the Wagon song? Am I, am I making up songs again? Off the Wagon and on the town. L7 Off the Wagon lyrics. Okay, yeah. So that's the song is called Off the Wagon. This is
just a song about getting drunk. You gotta you gotta appreciate songs that are pretty simple. The song ends with the words "That's it, that's it, that's 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 the song, folks. That's it. That's all. That's all we got." I just had to text Chris, tell him he is MIA, unless it's, he didn't already know. But so, what's the flagpole song? It's not by L7. That's by Harvey Danger. Flagpole Sitta. Well, that's a dumb name for a song. Chris says he's on his way back. Flagpole Sitta has this line, I want to publish zines and rage against machines. I want to pierce my tongue. It doesn't hurt. It feels fine. Why don't you just... I mean, I mean... It is a pretty catchy song, though. You gotta admit... I always forget that it's called Sitta, though. S-I-T-T-A, flagpole Sitta. And I think that's maybe the dumbest thing that I've ever seen in my entire life. And I've seen, I've been to, to, to Mardi Gras in Church Point, Louisiana. I've seen some dumb things before. I have, I have, I have witnessed dumbosity, my friends. But flagpole Sitta maybe is the worst of them all. Ironically, both of these songs came out in 1997. I think, hold on, when did this song come out? You would think they just would give me the off the wagon date that it came out. Off the wagon L7. Let's try a different search. Song by, yes, that's, yep, both of these songs are released in 1997. So I feel a little bit better about getting them. <clears throat> I don't think I really got them mixed up. I just think I got, I was confused by the lyrics because I thought maybe you could go off the wagon and then go up the flagpole and see which I th still think you can. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think another group could come come along. Let's call them Harvey Seven, and they could they do could do a mashup of these two songs together and really make my dreams come true. Have you guys realized that I desperately need Chris to be on a podcast so I can be funny? Like, there's no way that I could ever do like a Mark Marin thirty forty five minute intro to a podcast before an interview. Like, I just don't have that much talking in me. I don't know how any. I find it interesting that comedians and rappers can both have so much to say just all the time. Like they can just never, they just always have something that they can just spout out of their mouths. Rappers especially get me because like you listen to rappers and rappers just be talking about stuff. They just be talking and it's they like, they can talk about anything and they just have like witty lyrics and lines. It's a lot of crossover between rappers and comedians. I feel, even though I don't necessarily know that, a lot of people would maybe agree with me there, but I think that there is. I think I think that rap is is a lot funnier than most people give it credit for. <clears throat> now I'm just clearing space. What else can I talk about? What happened? I had a weird situation. I wanted to tell Chris this, but maybe I'll just tell you this. I had a weird situation with some children lately. Uh, they came to my house to sell raffle tickets for the volunteer fire department, and um. As they arrived, they arrived on a little UTV. Okay. Oh, hey. Got four minutes of audio for you there, pal. Well, I have four minutes of audio for me that I was Perfect. Just, I was just talking the entire time. So we'll just layer those on top of each other. Same. You, That's going to be great. That's going to be really fun to listen to. It's It was Discord. It wasn't even my freaking internet. Did you uh, talk about the song Off the Wagon by L7? I just want to make sure we didn't cross over. I did. Oh, whoa. This How is gonna, funny. This is amazing. This is going to be great. <laughs> what are the odds? I was just, uh, well, I guess you'll have to listen back. And I was just talking about Discord. I was just complaining. Enough of that. Enough of Discord. Enough of what did you say? L7 something? L L7, yes. Yeah. 
I, um, um, I was telling the, the crowd that I just had a, a, a weird run-in with children um, who came to my house selling raffle tickets for the volunteer fire department. That's and, tough. And you kind of live way out, so they had to like well, it's, hoof it's, it out there. I live, live in, in the neighborhood for kids to do I, that. Well, like, you got a long yeah. driveway. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and so like... They they drove up on their little four by four UTV thing and like the dogs went fucking nuts and like I am and I'm not doing great like like health wise like I am like exhausted all the time right, right so right. Um, on this particular day so like I walk out and I've got like slippers and some PJs on and like a white T shirt like I'm not I'm not 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 my, my fit is zero out of that's 10. well that's your right that is that's your right to be dressed that way agreed uh, even though it is two o'clock in the afternoon <laughs> not <laughs> like my problem. <laughs> Um, and so the first thing the kid says to me is, "Oh my God, I'm so sorry. Did we wake you up?" And I'm like, "No, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just a little sick." And there's two kids. One's older, and one's a little bit younger. And the kid that's younger immediately takes three steps back as soon as I say nice. that. And I'm like, "Don't, don't worry, man. I'm not contagious." Like he goes, "Vax, vax?" Question mark. He's, he's. I'm like, "Don't worry, I'm not contagious." And he's like, and the kid, other kid goes, "So you've got pink eye?" And I was like, and I was, I was like, I, I was so confused by the pink eye statement that I was just like, no, man, I have cancer. <laughs> like, I just spat it out. And I was like, what the fuck am I saying to these children? And of course, then the kid is like, my aunt had cancer and she's fine. And I'm like, that's good for her. What are you selling? Why are you at my Thank house? Thank you, dog. Now, why are you here? <laughs> yes, I'll take five tickets. I don't care what I win. Just give me the tickets. Just go away, please. Fucking pink eye. Is this, is this a cure for pink eye? Is that what I win? Is that what I win? Is a cure for cancer, maybe? Why'd you bring that up? <laughs> Lord, going in, looking in the mirror, like, hmm. <laughs> yeah, what, do I look like I have pink eye? Like, what is going on? Like, maybe my eyes were blurry or something, or maybe the kid was just dumb. I mean, like, we can't rule that yeah. out. I mean, listen, it ain't easy out here being a child. Yeah, and he run take him away from his iPad. I'm surprised he can even speak. <laughs> I I, uh, I find it fascinating the the invention of like iPad kids, where they just have to have an iPad in their hands at all times mm-hmm. in order to be quiet. And it's I, they're like a, a nightmare in schools now. Like, I'm sure, yeah. They because they just can't like they, they just can't function. So there's at least you know one generation that's utterly fucked. We'll see if anybody can learn and kind of correct steer steer away from the iPads. But it's um, weird. apparently um, it's the hyperfixation on phones and stuff, which you know you and I suffer from as well. Exactly. Turns out it's bad for the brain. Turns out, it's turns, turns out has not been good. Social media probably a, a bad idea. Probably not great. Probably not good. We uh, what was I going to say? Oh, it turns out like that kids aren't good at computers anymore because they just don't use computers. That's that's which fasc- fascinates me. Like I guess, mm-hmm. and I guess it makes sense. Like if you have an iPad, like you live your life on the iPad. Like right. why do you need a desktop PC or a laptop? Right? Like I don't. Yeah. But if you, I, do- I do have a lot of uh, a lot of younger people who work with me who just like have no clue how to operate a PC. Um, and I guess if they've never needed it, then well, I don't know. I had to learn it in school. So <laughs> yeah, dude, I took a typing class. Like I was, yeah. I had, I had, I had a class on spreadsheets at one point, I think. But like, I did typing on an actual. I think our typing class was on an actual typewriter, though. Like we didn't get to get to use a computer. Oh, damn. But I did yeah, learn how to... lots of. Um, oh, what was it? Mavis Beacon. You ever do that? Oh yeah, I did the Mavis Beacon thing. I like that. That's good stuff. Yeah, yeah, that's, good that's, stuff. That's, it's all good. I see my problem is I do use Excel a lot, but I use Excel in like a really um, basic way, I guess. Like mm-hmm. I get plenty of things done with it and I and I can do, certainly do plenty of things, but like anything beyond beginner level, I don't fucking know. And like I have a new guy on my team who's extremely 
talented with that. And he's like, oh, I was building this equation to like show us this. Do you think that would work? And I'm over here like, uh-huh. uh-huh. Fuck. Fuck. Definitely, definitely. Uh, I'm looking. I'm looking There's here. There's nothing and, uh, more intimidating to me than somebody who's good at, at Excel. <laughs> I'm looking over here and I see the the formula contains the sum of a column, and yeah. I think that's. I think I'm you're like, doing a good you job mean? there. That's good work. Yeah. Yep, it's yep. a good job. Yep. I see that you have multiplied I just kept it by. Going, yeah, um, you know, just keep messing with it. Let me know if you uh, figure something out. That was it. Like as if <laughs> as if I've been there, done that. I haven't been there, and I haven't done that. Yeah, I do. I do basic stuff in Excel, um, and I've gotten pretty good at doing some interesting stuff. Uh, like I've had to do comparisons and like lookups to other spreadsheets and things like that. Yeah. Um, but like nothing crazy fancy or anything at all. And like when you talk to an actual Excel person who knows how to do stuff, it's like, oh yeah, you need to do the just hit Shift F two plus the C character and then it'll yeah. automatically do all of this stuff for you and I was like oh okay cool pivot tables that's a thing huh you ever you ever mess around with those pivot tables Dude, I, yeah, I yeah. ever pivoted a table what do oh you think? my god I bet you have I bet you've pivoted a table <laughs> real good oh so Lord. anyway that was Excel chat 2024 mm-hmm. video um, game chat I'm much playing video, uh, video game chat I've been playing um, Star Ocean Second Story R you know what that one is that's the remaster that just came out that's the remaster really was, good game was tempted to pick that up to be honest with you I restarted the whole game because I found out about an item that you could get Uh-oh. by doing some some trickery and I was like I gotta get that item and I just missed it um, didn't need to do it the item's not that valuable it just causes you to pick up random items just as you move around the world which is, is useful it's not worth useful. restarting your game for yeah. but I didn't I haven't played too much of Star Ocean in the past and I didn't realize that the way that you can like manipulate skills and stuff is really interesting. It isn't just like make your attack higher so you do more damage. It's like you learn art and cooking and music and then you create items and then you do all this other stuff. Um, so I've just been messing around with these systems that are in the game and it like something just flipped in my brain. I'm like, oh shit, I'm locked in. Here we go. I got it. I'm only like 10 hours into this game, but it's just got so many fun, easy to manipulate systems that I'm I'm having a good time with it. The thing that everybody hates about Final Fantasy VIII the most is it's just function system at the whole combat system based around this this weird system but that's a very similar thing where you, once you know how to use it you can like just blow the game up and just completely destroy it and it's one of the most entertaining things to do so i'm really happy to find that kind of thing in star ocean i uh i'm playing i finished prince of persia finally oh nice uh, that game was solid all the way through although like i think I don't necessarily going to blame the game for this, but I feel like it was too long. I think it's more of a Jeremy mm-hmm. thing than than a than a game mm-hmm. thing, but also like maybe a little too long. Um, like when you get to like what feels like the last boss, and then it's like go find four things. You know what I'm saying? And I was yeah, like, I do. Uh, no. When they ask you to go find four things, I'm like, that's. That's and then, and then that's you look and they mark them on the map and they're like, oh, this is an excuse to like re re go through all of the levels that you had me go through. But now I have the power so I can pick up all the secrets on the way. Like, I feel like that's at what that they point were doing. I was locked in. I was ready to finish, I was ready to finish the game. I don't need any more power ups. I'm OK. Yeah. Like, I have plenty of help. I don't need these power ups. Um, and then I, now I'm doing an unusual thing for me. I'm playing two video games at the same time. Uh, one, I want you to look up a trailer for right now, if you okay. can. All right. All right. Should be got? should be top of the Sony page. Ultros, U L T R O S. Okay. Um, so is isn't Ultros the guy from Final Fantasy VI? That's not important. You don't have to don't, answer that question. Don't, I don't watch I, this I, trailer. I do not know, but uh, this is like a psychedelic Metroidvania Ooh. with some of the weirdest like video game noises. Is is definitely the word for it. That's yeah, yeah. Like it's game. it is a trippy fucking video game. Uh, I don't know how much the trailer gets into it, but like. You you defeat enemies and they drop bits of themselves that you then eat to power yourself up. Ooh. And if you don't kill the enemies, like 
with precision like with like if you use the same move over and over again you will just batter it so you pick up like battered pulp of the whatever and, oh. and then it doesn't give you as much energy it doesn't give you as many stats um, and you so you end up like really trying to you know manipulate the combat system to get the good stuff so you can upgrade your stats so that you can get more powers and stuff um and i don't know i don't know any i didn't know anything about this game i just stumbled on it on like the, the new release thing and i was like oh yeah. well, this looks fucking weird and, and and sick and uh it's almost too much i don't know how the trailer looks uh it looks pretty intense it's it's over the top in the colors like i haven't played a video game this colorful in a long fucking time like yeah. it is it is in your face that's cool um and then I'm playing Helldivers 2, which I wish... Oh, yeah. That just dropped, right? I want more people to uh, play that with me. Do you like <laughs> want, that game, you think? Um, do you like third-person shooters? Yeah, kind of. I mean, I love Resident Evil. Uh, do you like 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 it's much more actiony? Like imagine I played Destiny for a little while. Can you okay. believe that? Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. So it's 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 very similar to De- Destiny, except it's you know third, right. third person. Um, uh-huh. <laughs> it's Vietnam, oh, yeah, right? Right. It's it's, it's Vietnam <laughs> in space uh, is what it okay. is. Like it's All it's right. like every Vietnam movie you've ever seen, except in space with alien bugs. Uh, it's, it's I prefer third person over first person if that means anything. Yeah, yeah, I, I do too. Uh, but it's it's very much like you you it's 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 definitely like a multiplayer kind of grindy game. Yeah. Uh, you can play it solo uh but it's but it's just so much like the 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 decisions that the stuff that they give you to do in Mm -hmm. the stuff that like the situations that it creates are so intense and fun and over the top and dramatic that you just like you're screaming the entire time yeah um if if you you go on tiktok it's nothing but like fucking uh you know good morning vietnam and like welcome to the jungle music over clips of people just blowing shit up you can call in like orbital strikes uh friendly fire is always on so That's, you can get, okay. Get some real hilarious situations. <laughs> you need some trusted allies there, then. <laughs> like the way that you call in stuff is, um, you press L one, and then you've got like a bunch of stuff that you can do, and it's all done on the D pad. So you go like up, left, right, down, bottom, and then like an orbital mm-hmm. strike, and then it gives you like a grenade that you throw to mark where you want the orbital strike. And I saw a clip today of um, someone like doing that, and they were like standing in a group, and then they threw the grenade. But right when they threw the grenade, they got attacked. So the grenade just dropped into the middle of the group, oh, and, no. and nobody realized it. And the chick is screaming. The chick is like, "Guys, guys, 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 guys!" And then <laughs> wipe the whole party. It was Orbital so strike. or Jesus so much fun. Um, and I've been just joining like rando games, and it's been like I haven't yeah. had any problem with randos or anything. It's it's been cool. super fun. So people people are very serious about their gaming, so you're not going to have as many trolls. I feel like you, you probably have some trolls in this. Uh, you probably would, um, but like also everyone seems to be just having a good time playing it. So that, yeah. that nobody does it. So well, that's fun. People have to get really good at the game before they can start really trolling. You know. Yeah, yeah. I am like. I don't know how long the game has actually been out, but like I'm on level four and I'll just join a group with like some level 18 and 19 people. And I'm like, y'all are, oh, shit. y'all are fucking grinding, huh? This they're is, on the, yeah, they're on it. They're this is it. what y'all do um, for a living, I guess. Did you check out, did we, or did we talk about the FF, FF7 Rebirth demo? You wouldn't have because you didn't play the first one, right? I played, I started the first one that I never, right, it was, right, 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 right. but I never got very far into it. But I, I, I did not pay attention to any of the Final Fantasy seven or two, I'm pretty I guess psyched. is what you um, call it. It felt huge. Very mild spoiler that is something from the original game, but uh, you get to control Sephiroth in combat for a minute, which is like the little boy, like 12 year old me legitimately was like, oh, fuck, wait, <laughs> I'm playing a Sephiroth. And by 12 year old me, I mean 33 year old me the other yes. day, mm-hmm. uh, just controlling that man in, in combat was really fun. But yeah, um, there's a uh, there's a th- 
a spoiler in Final Fantasy VII, and it's not the one that everybody knows. There's a second spoiler, and I feel like even people who've played the original game maybe don't remember it because it's not as iconic as the other thing that happens. Really walking on eggshells here. But the way that they... Why are you walking on eggshells? It's, it's 2023. So it's the Cloud and Zack thing. I don't know if you're familiar with that. No, um, no, I don't even know what that what that could be. Okay, so maybe so, you shouldn't say uh, it. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, like, well, okay. I feel like there, maybe I'm the f- only person that hasn't played Final Fantasy VII at this point yeah. in their lives. So There's a flashback sequence where Cloud is telling the group, hey, yeah, five years ago, Sephiroth, uh, he, he came to my hometown and uh, he, he burned it down. That's not a spoiler. All of that is like, it's, it's well known. And the whole time Cloud is telling the story, Tifa's looking at him like, that's weird. That's weird that you're saying all this stuff because I was there too and I don't remember any of that shit that you're saying. So it creates this like confusion. It's like, why did they were both there? What, what's going on here? Um, and that's because Cloud's an unreliable narrator. But the way that they are now showing that in, you know, PS5 graphics and the things that they're able to do to, to hint towards the truth uh, is really, really fun and cool to see. Like the second that it started, I was like, oh shit, this is, this is awesome. They're, they're doing such a good job of showing this. And, I wonder if it even throws up any red flags if you don't know what the the thing is. Like if you're actually um, playing this for the first time, like myself. Yeah, if you're playing yeah. the you know remake as is a first time player, then it might just be like, oh yeah, okay, that's this, this is how the memory went. Um, I have heard, and the, it just the, it got me excited. The re this remake is doing. It's almost like a like it's it's because it's not a, like a one for one remake. Um, even yeah. though it's, it's it's very much that at the same time, like it goes for that, but it also does some things where it's like commenting on the original game and doing like some like meta commentaries kind of stuff. Yeah, in many ways, you could argue it's a sequel, um, but we don't know enough yet to really like know if that's true or if it just feels like it. There's definitely stuff that has changed in you know a major way. Um, characters who died in the original who who are still alive and stuff like that. So. Don't really know what they're going to do with that, if it's going to end up in the same place. But uh, I'm super fucking excited about it. Uh, when does it come Unless out? Unless they absolutely bungle it. It comes out in like two weeks, I think February 29th, maybe? Uh, that's your. That's going to be your... You're just going to be lost, because it's got like a yeah. whole open world thing to it now, It's right? like 100 hours. The first game was like 40 hours. I beat it in five days or something like that. Um, yeah. I was, I was really into that. But that was during COVID, so I had nothing else to do. Um, not that I do anything else anyway. Actually, tomorrow, at the time of recording... Um, the two raider remastered trilogy is coming yeah. out the, you know original three um i saw and, that you know, I, I like i almost impulse bought that today because but yeah. it wasn't out yet and I, that's when i ended up with ultros instead because because it was out <laughs> so i was like because i kind of wanted a single player thing to run through but i was i haven't played those original tomb raider games in forever and i bet they're really fun yeah i um even with the really difficult tank controls like i was playing it on ps2 like like a year ago um played through tomb raider 2 about a year and a half ago as well just you know because i really i really like those little games this has a modern control scheme which i'm really excited to try because that's the biggest thing is is learning how to use the tank controls which i think are really really well-intentioned and well-intentioned they are very intentional the way that they are set up and they function really really well there's just a steep learning curve to, to really master the controls of the original ps1 games um and this, with the modern controls, seems like it's going to be a little bit easier to just like jump in and play it like a normal game. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love those environments and the puzzles and everything, so I'm excited to uh, to dive into that. My PlayStation's telling me it unlocks in like six hours. That's Ooh. midnight, but I'm not going to be awake then. <laughs> it's midnight. Get you yeah. some, dude. Get you some. <laughs> a little late night Tomb Raider. A little late night Tomb Raider, man. Why don't you? You know what you should do? You should finish the podcast and then go to sleep and then wake up. Oh, that's a good idea. 
I did I did that for um one of the Dark Souls games. I forget which one. Like I think I even I think I may even like drugged myself to go to sleep at like five or six p.m. so I could wake <laughs> up at like one or two and then get get into some Souls. Yep, that's what I've done for the last few Souls releases. I think well, not the nap thing, but like I stayed up at midnight and I was like, I'm gonna play for half an hour. Screw it, I'm just gonna do it. Um, and surprisingly, I always seem to be able to fall asleep after. I did it for FF Seven as well, which I think the to go back to that for a second the opening section um of final fantasy 7 remake is like one of my favorite things ever because it's already if you're a fan of the ps1 game the opening to that game feels it's so iconic and it's so well done it's yeah. like this great action set piece on you know on ps1 and the way that they just brought that to life in, in remake is probably the st- single strongest part of the entire remake is that opening section. A lot of it has to do with the music because it's fucking fantastic. The music is really um, good. I played through that first yeah. section. That was what I played of the remake was yeah, that yeah, first yeah. section. Yeah, because I that's hop the, off the train and it's just yeah, yeah it's yeah. good time. You're, you're, then you're just into it. You're, you're just you yeah. just go. The combat system is um in the remake is really interesting to me. Like it's really good. Um, I don't know why I, I think it's my I think favorite I was... modern FF seven. Yeah, or FF combat rather. Yeah, I think sixteen. Um, was probably ended up being a little basic after everything. Yeah, I think Even, it's, I really enjoyed sixteen, but it is basic, and especially yeah. you know, running for the platinum. I was like, oh man, I've done the same thing eight million times. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know how you ground through that because I, I would not have been able to. So, um, do you want to talk about X Files? Let's do it. Shoutouts to um, Amory in the chat uh, for um, saying that they listened to the outtakes for video game chat because and i was sad that um we did not provide them with that last last week so now we're back here we are but we can we can just talk about x files instead if that's what you want to do is that what you want to do i thought that uh, yeah i was waiting i thought we were about to start it no no i just wanted to make sure that you were kind of comfortable in your decision yeah Yeah. okay I'm good. I'm good. I, did I tell you I found my X Files PS2 game the other day? You did not. Exciting. Uh, I got it. So I'll test that out at some point. I don't think that'd be any way for me to stream it, but who knows? Who you knows? could if you um, knew a lot about technology. <laughs> <laughs> I think we could both agree. I don't. <laughs> you would have to get a. Actually, PS2 is easier. I was thinking PS3 because PS3 you have to break the HDMI um, encryption, but PS2 you can just get a capture device connect it to your computer and then like um and then stream it from your computer uh but you would have to like wire all that up and like have a streaming setup and all that i mean my my yeah everything is sitting on my desk though i have two tvs i have my computer i have the playstation 2 got my microphone who's to say usb capture devices is are pretty cheap nowadays like you can get them pretty pretty easy so that would that would be a lot of fun i'm just saying chris it would be a lot of fun that would be a lot of fun much to think about much to think about i am going to drop a marker and then i'm going to talk about the x-files sweet We're locked in. Forget about it. We're locked in. 
Nothing better than being locked in, you know what I mean? I feel like I've already lost you. Are you there? <laughs> That's This is the opposite of being locked in. I just lost you. I can't hear a darn thing. Yeah, this is on me, though. This is on me. So let's just give it one second, and we'll see if... See if I come back. I'll hang up and come back in. Literally nothing less locked in than getting disconnected. That's how you get locked up with this kind of behavior, and then you say you announce publicly that you're locked in only to have this happen. Oh, listener, you're hearing this. It's because I have a um, I have a wireless router thing, you know, internet stuff. So I don't fucking know. Um, and this house is so old that like I have to be in the same room as the router in order to be on the internet. And just, but my desk is in a different room, and I work in it's a whole thing. All right, guys, it's a whole thing. It's a very old house. It's probably a lot of lead in the walls, <laughs> a lot of asbestos, you know. <laughs> it's probably ghosts. There could be, you know. Somebody living in my walls, for all I know. All I'm saying is I got a lot on my plate, and, you know, the internet is is just one of many factors that I'm dealing with on a day-to-day. <sighs> Jeremy's telling me that I'm MIA. Yes, on my way back. OMW, back. On my way back. Hope you keep this all in, Jeremy. Listeners love just long, drawn-out pauses. Between. Okay, I guess I just have to close Discord at this point. It's not letting me back in the call. My internet is locked and loaded. I Well, okay. I just declared I was locked in, and look at me now. So, clearly, I don't know what I'm talking about. Let's try this again. Jeremy! Oh, Discord's not even, like, playing nice. It won't, it won't even let me leave the call. How embarrassing. Come on. Listener, I gotta tell you, my internet is once again telling me that I'm locked in. I don't know what else to say. It says it's connected, secure, and locked in. <laughs> it's not right. Let me close Discord again. Nothing better than you had a hard week. Maybe you're not allowed to listen to, you know your headphones at work or school or whatever. So you're on your way home and you finally, I'm going to throw on a podcast, get my daily fix of the X files. Listen to these bozos who don't know what they're talking about. And instead of hearing us joke about aliens, you got to listen to this guy troubleshoot discord for the fucking 5,000th time. What a thrill. What a thrill. This must be. I'm glad I'm not in your position. listening to this guy belly. I'll tell you that much. Cause it does not sound pleasant. Let's try this again. Jeremy. I don't, I mean, I've been recording for so long now. There's no going back. I have to keep this. Let's, uh, okay. We're gonna, uh, we're gonna go into the task manager. We're gonna see what the fuck is going on. Cause I think, I think discord thinks it's locked in, but it's not, it's not. and some tasks you know what i'm saying all right all right gonna reconnect 
to the internet. There we go. Okay. All right. 25th times the charm. All right. This is looking promising. It looks like Discord actually restarted. It's not just picking up where it left off. All right. All right. 